Jesus at one point said, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. What I think Jesus is also saying there is that whatever you set your heart on is where you derive your security and your hope and ultimately your peace from. What you set your heart on is where you look for hope, for peace, a sense of security. If you set your heart on always looking beautiful, well, when the day comes and the wrinkles start appearing and the grey hairs start emerging, <laughs> there goes some of your peace, right? <laughs> if you set your heart on always being right and someone one day challenges you, dares to challenge you, there goes your peace, doesn't it? If you set your heart on being liked by everyone and all of a sudden some people don't like you anymore, there goes your peace. For me, one of my values is keeping fit. I like to get to the gym, don't I, Jerome? We ran into each other yesterday at the gym. Uh, and inevitably, when I get injured, which is happening more and more as I get older, uh, and I can't train, I lose some of my peace. Right? Now, there's nothing necessarily wrong with these different values that we go after in life, but Jesus' point is that do not allow them to become your treasure. Don't allow these values, as good as they may be, don't allow them to become your treasure. Don't look to them for security or for hope or for peace. Not only will they let you down, but they will never truly fill you up. We talk about these competing values as idols, right? False gods. Values which promise the world but always under-deliver and ultimately will disappoint us. So a big part of our spiritual life is weeding out, constantly weeding out those idols from our heart, yeah? So the, the question is, if um, we shouldn't set our heart on all those things, what should we set our hearts on? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, because when we do weed out those idols from our heart, what, we, what happens is that we create room in our soul to appreciate the only treasure that really is worth putting our heart and our hope into. And that, of course, is the treasure of Christ. Yeah? The pearl of great price. And it brings us finally to our, our first reading today. Uh, the writer of the Hebrews is uh, basically contrasting uh, two uh, or, or, or looking at the two um, key priests in the scriptures, one from the Old Testament, the, the priest Melchizedek, and, and of course uh, the priesthood of Jesus. Uh, and, and both of these priests were said to be priests uh, who were... Um, eternally serving, living as priests. He remains a priest forever, he says, speaking of Melchizedek. Now, Melchizedek, um, uh, as we heard today, uh, he said to had, there was no record of his beginning and ending. Yeah? He also didn't come from the, the line of Aaron, which is the line of priests, right? So there's a... Um, 
he's seen as, in a particular way as a priest appointed by God. He's a priest forever. Right? But even more so, the writer says, is Jesus a priest forever? Again, not because of his heritage or his line, uh, but because, the writer says, of his indestructible life. He was a priest not by virtue or of a law about physical descent, but by the power of an indestructible life. His point is that in this treasure, you have a sure hope. Because this treasure is indestructible, right? Your beautiful body and your big muscles and your reputation and your Maserati or whatever it is that you put your treasure in is very, very much destructible. But this hope is indestructible. Imagine you lived knowing and truly believing in your heart that you had a treasure that was not only indestructible, but which made you indestructible too. Imagine you really believe that, how that might shift the way that you think and the way that you live and respond to challenges and all of that. Imagine. Well, the truth is that you do. You do have that treasure. 